Hey guys, welcome back to the Journey to Destination podcast. Happy Monday. It is a brand new week and you know what that means, a brand new episode. Alright guys, I hope you got your snacks, I hope you got your beverages, whatever you need to listen to today's episode. Today's episode, I didn't know when I was going to talk about this. I just didn't know when when the right time would be or when I would want to start talking about it. But you know, I just, after uh, last last week's episode, I just felt like this month was a month that I was going to talk about this. And you're probably wondering what this is, but as you continue on with this episode, you will find that out. <sighs> so, I am not the person that is very open. You know, most of the time I like to keep things to myself and... Well, Jesus, you know, Jesus is like, God's the one that I talk to about everything. But I'm not the person to really open up a bunch to other people. Like, I don't really, I kind of just keep things to myself. And that might be some of you as well. So, if that's you, I get you. (laughs) But if it's not you, that's totally fine too. So, that's why today's episode is not what I would expect myself to be doing. I mean, this whole podcast is talking about my journey and so it's kind of crazy that you know I'm opening up to you guys this much. Today's episode is going to make me really vulnerable. Um, I'm really going to be opening up about a lot of things here so my hope is that I can you know God I believe uses our unique you know everybody has a unique plan and purpose and I believe that in those plans um, he uses our journeys to um, speak to other people and so in the last episode I talked about how I've struggled with my perfectionism and my people pleasing and a lot of pressure that I put on myself and today's episode is another part of that Um, it's about a time that I reached mental exhaustion and I was ready to give up but not just like you know when people say oh I'm gonna give up but like for real this time There have been many times where giving up has popped into my head, and I'm sure for many of you it has too. But this time for me, it wasn't just a thought that would go away in a day. You know, I'd sleep on it and wake up the next day and be like, yeah, I'm totally fine now. It was a moment where I was really faced with, like, this big giant in front of me. This big Goliath, it felt like, just holding up those dreading words. Just give up. And I I had to make a decision of what was I really going to do in this moment? Because it was a really serious point. You know, it wasn't just, like I said, it wasn't just a day adventure where I had a bad day. And it was, it was a really serious moment. So this happened pretty recently, um, which is why I didn't know when I would talk about it or not. But we're talking about that today. Before I get into this, before I filmed this, you know, having my little chat with Jesus, you know, my one-on-one chat before I filmed this, before I recorded it. And I was like, you know what? I just had this thought in my head. I was like, all those things that I, I've struggled with, like, you know, for example, like people pleasing perfectionism, all that kind of stuff. And the struggles I've struggled with my writing and the mental load that I went through. All those things were just slowly just tearing me apart, slowly just tearing me apart. God was there the whole time holding me up and repairing those tears each time. He was sustaining me. 
And the thing is, if I didn't have him in my life, it all of those things that were tearing me, it would have just engulfed me. In due time, I would have just been engulfed by all those things. And like, again, I've said, like, I, I don't know where I'd be without God. And that is a true statement. Let's roll back in time a little bit and just kind of explain a little bit about this story. Because um, it's not just like one a one-month moment. It was like, you know, like I said, it was kind of just slowly tearing me. On the last episode, I told you guys, just recapping a little bit, about the three Ps, I'm going to call it. So if you don't know what the three Ps are, I'm going to tell you right now. Perfectionism, people-pleasing, and a lot of pressure. So with those three three Ps, they took over my my life, my lifestyle, and the sport. And I put a lot of pressure on myself all the time, daily, non-stop pressure, pressure, pressure. It wasn't because anybody made me feel pressure. It was just myself. So uh, I said in my last episode that it made riding really hard to have fun and be like it used to be a couple years back because I never had the problem where it was never fun. I would always love jumping lessons. I would always love it to go and do it, you know? It was something I loved to do and had a passion for. And to be honest with you guys, um, I mentioned it a little bit in my last episode, but for such a long time, which no one really knew about, I I wasn't having fun for with riding. I really wasn't um, because of the three Ps. <laughs> and the enemy had really twisted the calling God had for me. All these blessings with my riding, that he's provided everything, and, you know, just what he's given me and allowing me to be here with everything. You know, the ability God's given me you know, riding, riding, God didn't make it not to be fun, you know what I mean? So the enemy really twisted it. And obviously I believed um, the lies. Now you may be wondering, well, Hallie, why did you stay if it wasn't fun? And to be honest, I believe God was keeping me there for a specific reason. Um, You know, Ever since I started riding, I've had this dream, and it is still currently my dream, just so you guys know, um, that I want to do this professionally, and obviously it's God's will over mine, Um, but yeah, I want to do this professionally, and that was always in my heart from the very beginning, and I just just hoped that things would turn around, Um, because I always had that dream, and it was just like, I wasn't really seeing it anymore. But for so long, I didn't know how much longer I could keep going as my mental state wasn't in a great place. And every time that I just wasn't focused and in a sport when you're not mentally focused, it's really hard to do anything um, and, you know, grow. So that's really hard to do. Um, and there are obviously times I would have good rides and fun rides. But like I said, with how much pressure I put on myself and the perfectionism always getting the best of me any bad day would hit really hard and not even a bad day but little learning mistakes would hit really hard and that's the thing it's like I would have you know 
like like I said, good days, which people have all the time, and then there comes the bad ones, but then the bad ones would kind of overtake the good ones, if that makes sense. And just a quick disclaimer, I just want to disclaim something really quick, just because I want to. <laughs> um, it may sound like I hate writing, and I don't enjoy it. It may sound like, why are you wanting to do this professionally if you don't enjoy it? That's not really what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> um, just just wanted to let you guys know that I do love writing very, very much. And that's why I pursued it in the from the very beginning. And I do really enjoy it. And I want to keep going with it. And the thing is, is that I just went through a really rough season. And everybody does. You know, not saying that I'm never going to go through a rough season again. I'm just saying that. The reason it wasn't fun was because the enemy twisted what I loved to do and made it not fun. Because I always enjoyed it from the very beginning, but then again, it became something that it wasn't supposed to be. So from the start of 2020, obviously 2020 was not the best year for everybody. I believe that there was amazing things that God did through it for sure, but it definitely was uh, quite a rough year the whole entire time <laughs> for many of us. But from the start to 2020 and to the end of 2020, my show season was not consistent with going well, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I had a couple days every so often when I was showing that were that went really well. And it was great, but a lot of the times, unfortunately, it would be a lot of eliminations and mess-ups on course and so on. And I just want to say something really quick. My trainers are amazing. They know what they're doing. My horse is amazing. He knows what he's doing. Um, but honestly, I I haven't had a ton of show experience and I haven't been riding for an extremely long amount of time. So I've had a lot to learn um, and I still have a lot to learn. And I guess you could say like catch up on, you know, compared to other people. But the thing is, is that I believe God's put an ability in me. I believe like this is where I'm meant to be right now and you know people can say what the heck they want they can say anything they want but God's opinion is the only opinion that matters and he knows what he's doing he knows his plan for me so you know as long as he keeps me here this is what I'm doing <laughs> so you know but we had good training at home um, before my shows with heights and stuff but shows were a lot harder for me um and it would make me so frustrated. I think it would make a lot of people frustrated that were working with me. <laughs> I think it it was frustrating for everybody because, you know, you always want to succeed. You always want to do well. And not saying that um, you're going to have good days all the time. That's not what I'm trying to say. And that's what I've learned is that you're not always going to have a good day. But um, it was just so frustrating because obviously when you want to pursue something, it, you want to do it well. Um, especially with my perfectionism side, I want to do it really well. <laughs> and I wanted to just place. And I, I'm not saying I'm all about the ribbons or anything. Obviously, I just want to go clear. But the thing is, is, I just wanted to place and have a good consistent show for once. And I wanted to be, you know, I am a pretty competitive person. Um... But it's hard to have your competitive side show when, you know, you're not uh, in that confident state, I guess. So anyway, 
pretty much every show I did in 2020, as hard as this is for me to admit, and the end of each show, you know, the very last day, ended with a very upset and emotional rider. And if you can imagine, every time that same scenario happened, as I left each horse show, it makes a big impact in the end, and I like to think of it as a ticking time bomb. You know, because it was the same repeating cycle, so it doesn't make a very positive impact on you or your mental state or how confident you are because of the way you're leaving each time. So, fast forward um, through time a bit. Uh, I went to Thunderbird for the second year in a row. Uh, and we are planning on competing my first ever meter 20, which is insane because I wrote in my journal a year before in 2019, uh, kind of to God, it was just a journal that I wrote of my goals that I wanted to compete meter 20. Oh, sorry. I think it said I wanted to compete meter 20 at Thunderbird. Not sure. I think it was that specific, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of be at that height that year. And amazingly enough, I was, which only God could do. And we also were competing in the Grand Prix ring. Because of COVID, uh, they had it open for meter 20 and up, which was a super cool experience, which doesn't really happen. So uh, also, I never really rode on grass ever. Only for one time before we went to the show, we practiced on it. And so we had a really good, uh, we had some really good lessons before the horse show, actually. And I felt pretty confident about that height and everything like that. And um, we had a good clear round the day before for, you know, it was like the clear round day and it was, it went well. So this is the part, it, it really pains me to say this to this day. My dream for such a long time now has been to ride in a Grand Prix ring where all the big riders have ridden and so getting being able to do this was surreal but the thing is is of course with my mental struggles that were always nitpicking me in these moments that were supposed to be amazing moments and surreal moments I didn't even picture it that way at that time which the reason it pains me to say is because it was such a huge deal and such a big dream and God was allowing me to uh, be there and it was crazy. Um, But Satan really took away from that moment and I didn't really get to experience it the way I had always dreamed of picturing it. So... I had not the best round I wanted for my first time in there, and I obviously was upset. As you can follow along the story, as you can tell, that's kind of the ongoing cycle. Um, (laughs) And I didn't even get to walk in there like I always imagined to. You know when you're just standing at that gate, just looking at the ring in front of you and just being like amazed, like, holy crap, I'm actually in this ring and I'm actually, you know, this is a dream of mine, like it's coming true. That's what pains me to say it's so bad because I was so fogged up mentally that uh, and like Satan was taking away from those moments that I didn't, I wasn't even like awed by it. But now I think about it 
and it sucks to know that that moment was kind of a dull moment and I didn't picture it that way. So anyway, you get the gist of that. But the one thing I do like to remember <laughs> from that show is us having a bomb clear round um, on one of the days in the grass ring. It was fantastic. It was the best feeling ever that you actually complete a course and, you know, get through it. That was insane. Um, so let's just remember that moment <laughs> as you're listening to this podcast episode, you know, remember that good bomb round ahead. Um, <laughs> but once again, uh, a few things happened afterwards, uh, a couple days after, and we ended up having to move down in heights. And when you move down in height, you had to move down in the ring. You had to be in the center ring. So that kind of sucked, but at the same time, you know, I think it just had to be done. So the last day, so we had a couple good confident rounds again. And then the last day we had a full round in the meter 20s and we went through it and everything like that. But it wasn't as nice and smooth as I was hoping. And, you know, it was a round where I could have walked out of it and said, holy crap, like I pushed through that and I'm proud of myself for pushing through that. I'm proud of us both for getting around, you know? That's kind of what I would say I looked at it now, like how I look at it now. But how I looked at it then, the way I was, uh, I walked out of the ring. This is this is ironic. It very it really is ironic. Uh, I walked out of the ring the same way I did last year, which if you didn't listen to my previous episode last week, I explained the way I walked out of the Thunderbird ring the last day, which really sucks uh, because I was kind of in that same place. And so ironically, that kind of happened again. Uh, and I know you guys are probably like, holy crap, Ellie, like this is just like why how are you enjoying this at all guys like I just can't explain it like I do love riding very much and it's just the way that the enemy had taken over he took over everything all the joy that there was and everything that I loved about it and that's that's why it was the way it was and I never knew how much your mental state affected sports um, you know, a lot of people say like your mental state is very important when you're doing a sport and it takes uh, a lot of mental strength that I can for sure tell you that that is all facts. <laughs> so the last show of the season is, this is where everything really took a hard turn. Everything kind of fell off the the cliff <laughs> I never really pictured myself to be in that position you know you never really uh I just want to also say that I know that there's so many people that deal with uh mental health problems on the daily and other problems like you know I know that there's so many people around the world that have way bigger struggles than I do. And I'm not saying that 
this is the worst, whatever. I know that there's so many people that go through far more than I do, but through my life personally, this was really, really tough mental low for me myself. So for this last show of the season, uh, again, like any horse show, we had good days, we had some not very good days, um, but like I said, <laughs> it's going to take a lot of vulnerability for me to say this because I don't like it. I don't like how, you know, I wasn't out there placing and doing really well and successful. Um, you know, I just want to do well, like I said earlier. Um, but, unfortunately... I got eliminated two days in a row, and yes, we did move in, down in height and got back up to a nice round in that height again, and we were doing, uh, that we were doing previously, but for some reasons, I'm not going to explain, uh, just because I don't see a need to really explain them, but... For some reasons, there were struggles for me. Um, and now just letting you guys know, it wasn't that here was in pain or couldn't jump this height or that my trainers are bad at training. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, it was just for some other reasons. But anyway, the last day, I really wanted to win this class uh, or even just place or even go clear. At this point, you know, I just wanted to have a nice round. But I felt pretty good, but long story short, very unfortunately, we got eliminated. It was just where I was at and kind of the whole show season and everything going on mentally. You know, I'm just explaining uh, just a brief overview of of all that. Obviously, I'm not going to get into every, every single day of the year detail, <laughs> but... That changed, it shook my entire life around that day. Everything was just shaken up. I just remember like walking out of that ring. I went to the warm-up ring to, I went to the warm-up ring to uh, walk around. To, for Hero to walk around and uh, I just I didn't even know what to even think to myself like I was like are you kidding me Hallie like you just screwed up big time right now and I was just like to myself okay well at this point like I'm done like there is no way like this is this is it for me and I know it may sound dramatic but I I really was in that point where I was like I'm done like this I can't go on like this anymore and I honestly had no idea at that point how I was going to even handle this from here and even facing my the supportive team that I have behind me was really hard to do including my horse um and I was so being down at that point so I got my mom told hero and I just stormed off like I I just couldn't even be there anymore. I couldn't even be by the ring. I couldn't. I just had to just go for a minute by myself. And so I remember I stood outside. 
and I was just crying out to God. I was like, why? Like, if I'm meant to be here and I have this incredible horse and I'm where I am, like, why is this happening? Like, am I not meant to be here? Like, is this a sign that I'm not meant to do this sport? Am I not in the right place that you have for me right now? And I was just like, I'm not good enough to do this. And I was like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, is this not what I'm meant to be doing right now? And I was just crying, like just standing outside by myself. I was like, why? Like, what? Like, God, you need to tell me what to do right now. Because I don't, I don't understand what you're doing. And I was just so extremely frustrated at that point. Um... And I felt to say, I felt sated. I felt defeated to say the least. And honestly, yeah, that was at that point. I had no idea what I was gonna do moving forward. Um, so, as that show ended, ended the season off with a bang, guys. Ended off the season with a bang. Um, as Hero was resting from the show and stuff like that, um, I didn't really talk to much of anyone. Um, I was just, I felt like I was at a loss, you know, I was kind of just trying to process everything, trying to figure out what to do, but it wasn't working. Um, so I was just kind of hiding away. I really hit an all time mental low. And so guys, like I was so extremely mentally exhausted like I had no idea where to turn and just like the enemy just was really really was beating me down um I just oh yeah um I didn't know what God had for me because I didn't understand why this wasn't working out it just didn't make any sense and just coming all this way I was like what is even the point why did I like, why did he have me come all this way in this sport for it to end this way? Like, what is the point? And, you know, I didn't know if I should take a break from it or just leave it all together. And at the same time, deep within me, I didn't want to take a break. I didn't want to give it all up. But at the same time where my mental state was at, I was like, I don't know if I can continue and I was just thinking, like, this is what I've wanted to pursue for a while now. This is what I believe my calling is. This is what I always loved to do and enjoyed to do. And what else would my calling be? Like, where else am I supposed to be right now? I'm doing specific things so that I can, like, focus more on this on this sport. So, like... Now, like, all that time is kind of wasted away because I'm not meant to do this anymore. Or, like, what, what is what is going on? Like, what am I going to do without this sport? What am I going to do without riding and horses in my life? Um, like, I just didn't... It was... I really didn't understand. And for about a week, you know, because I had to decide. There was things, you know, I had a horse... Um, I had to decide what what am I going to do with him. I had to decide what I was going to do with my riding career. Like, I had to figure out what I was going to do, you know. Couldn't just hide away forever. So, like, for a week I was trying I was trying to decide where I was going to go. Like, I was trying to decide what was best. I was trying to figure out 
like what was going to happen from here. And I didn't even, like, I just felt like I had let everybody down and I felt super defeated. And I felt like I let God down. I felt like I let my parents down. I felt like I let my trainers down. I felt like I let my horse down. And so, you know, I didn't really even want to turn to anybody really. And I remember I was practicing my driving with my dad as I was practicing because I was going to get my license soon. And we were just practicing parking. Literally, that was it. Um, And I just went to go park in a parking stall. And it wasn't like perfect. It wasn't dead on. And this is what I mean, how bad it got. And I completely broke down. Like, I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? I'm not good enough to do this either. I'm not good enough to drive. Like, I can't. What is going on? Like, that's how badly it got. I couldn't even handle my parking in a parking stall. If it wasn't right darn straight in the middle, I was ticked off. So, my dad was like, he was like, he asked me, he's like, what is going on with you? But, like, I literally didn't speak. I was just crying. I just, I was so upset. And as we drove back up to my house, um, I was supposed to park in the garage, but I just parked on the driveway. And like I said, I don't like crying in front of people if, you know, I know I have, but I, I really don't like doing that. <laughs> um, and I don't like opening up to people a lot. I kind of like to keep it to myself. So this, you know, I was in a bad mental state when I'm, when I'm doing this. So I just couldn't handle it any longer. And I just like burst into tears with my dad in the passenger seat and I was just trying to beg for some help like I was like I just don't know what to do like someone needs to help me out because I'm at a complete loss right now and I just like my poor dad was probably like what is going on but no um he knew what was going on he could tell but we sat there for quite a long time chatting about many things and um you know, good dad advice. Dads always have good advice. But anyway, later on, I was trying to ask God what to do. But honestly, like, I felt like I was stuck all alone. Like, I didn't really feel like God was close. Like, I kind of just felt like I was by myself. But, like, I felt like I let him down in the way I represented him. Like, I could have represented him better. And, like, I just felt like I let him down too. And, So I started journaling at this time, actually, and I'm not really a journaler, but I decided to write things down because I wanted to see, because I, because, you know, I just wanted to see what would happen. So I wrote stuff down and I actually kind of want to read portions to you just kind of because it can just explain things. So I'm just going to kind of like go off a little bit about what I wrote Um, not like word for word. I'm just going to kind of like read it as if it were like talking points, I guess. Because this is kind of a personal journal, so, but I'm sharing it with you guys. This is funny, because this is my first everything that I wrote in my journal. It was November 23rd, 2020. Yeah, like in that time, I felt really distant from God. Um, I felt like my relationship with him wasn't as strong as it was previously and 
you know, I wasn't trying to blame God for that. Um, as I know, like, I knew that he never left my side, but like, you know, I didn't believe that he left me or abandoned me, but like, I kind of felt like I was just all alone. Like a lot of thoughts came to my mind that weren't from God and I kind of just got distracted and engulfed by them and everything was just kind of being thrown off in my whole life. Like it was just kind of like one one piece of it was off so the whole thing just was off and it's funny because as I was writing these things, just kind of what I was feeling, but then I also wrote in one part that God is truly the only one who can satisfy and he is eternal and everything else is temporary. And then I said I need him, but yet I find myself letting temporary pleasures take over. Um, take over, like, leaning on him. So, I still knew he was with me. I still knew that he was going to help me out, but you know, I just, it was really hard to believe that at that time and I have these times where I like to have God time with God every day and do what I can in that and just like quiet time I was just trying to seek him and find him trying to just get answers trying to just feel him close to me but I always just felt like it was just me alone in my room like I never really felt like I felt him I didn't feel close I didn't feel like he was close to me. I kind of felt like in a way God might be upset with me just because maybe I wasn't leaning on him as much in that time. And I just was like, why can't I feel you, God, anymore? Like what? Like I just want you and I want to know that you're with me, but I just can't find you. And God, God isn't like that. That's a funny thing. He's not going to just walk away from me or abandon me. And I know that. And his love and grace is different. Like his love is a different love than what the world views as love. And he has so much grace for us. And no matter how many times we reject him, ignore him, sin, whatever else, he still wants us. He wants to chase after us. Like, his love is something that no one can fully understand because of how crazy and deep and wide and how amazing his love is. Like it's something I can't fully grasp onto because it's just so incredible. And I've learned that a lot uh, recently too. And every time like I think about how much he loves us, I'm like, why? Like, why? We're human. We're, we're, we're crazy, you know? <laughs> We don't deserve God's love, but he freely gives it to us. He just wants us, and he doesn't want anything else but just us, who we are. And in that time, too, I was reminded what my earthly dad said to me at my baptism. He gave me a word, and the word was beloved. Holy crap, this is a long episode. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm looking at the time. Quick intermission here. This is a long one. Uh, he gave me the word beloved, and in the dictionary, the meaning is dearly loved. So, I remember actually stumbling upon a video um, 
by Sarah Jake Roberts called Breaking Point. And of course, that title caught my eye <laughs> because of the place I was in. So I was like, yeah, dang, I'm in that place. I'm at my breaking point. So I'm going to listen to this. I actually never listened to her speaking before. And dang, she's incredible. I love the way that she speaks. So please go listen to her. But at one point in the video, she talked about uh, just telling God, like, everything you're feeling. So, just go listen to it, because I'm not going to obviously explain the whole video. But she just said, like, go into your room, like, tell God everything that you're feeling. Every feeling, every fear, every doubt, everything. And and so, I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So, I just went to God in my room, and I was like, I expressed everything that I was feeling. And I just gave it to him all. I'm like this is what I'm feeling, like, I need help, (laughs) and I just had a conversation with him, just, like, and he was just listening to me, and I was just telling him everything, and I just felt so weary and tired, and I remember hearing in another sermon that something about how Jesus was weary, too, um, I don't remember, uh, I don't remember where the scripture is, but from his long journey, he was on, he was weary and he found a well and he sat down on that well and he just had to take a rest for a minute you know like Jesus was weary that's crazy he experienced everything that we will ever experience in life and he knows that's why he understands because he went through everything everything so yeah just in that time I was at a huge mental block and and in that time, I just needed to really refocus on God. And uh, I just remember, like, I remember that time I was waiting for Coco. And on my riding journey a bit ago, I was walking through with open hands and open arms. And I was having fun and enjoying the gifts God's given me. And then I started to squeeze things. I needed to really give this battle to God and believe in who he says I am, and believe that he had a plan through this all. Through all of that, I felt like I was called to continue riding. Through all of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to continue. And I believe God had a plan and a purpose through all of that. And so we made a new plan with my with my riding, talked to my trainers, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into detail because this is already getting super long. As it continued on, it was obviously hard for me to get my mind to refocus mentally um, for some time. But things got better, as they always do. And as my relationship with God had grown immensely, I've learned that each step in life serves a purpose. And I've learned to lean more into Him and to trust Him more than I ever have. And When I felt alone, like, God was always there sitting right beside me. I was never alone. And when the enemy thought he had me, he had me where he wanted me, he never did. Because I had God's army surrounding me. And again, without God, like, I would not be here, guys. And I'm so thankful I had him. And I'm so glad I did not give up my riding. I'm so glad I didn't, guys. Because I've gained that joy back again. Like, God's been restoring it each day and my passion has been restored for the sport and it's starting to get so much better and man I'm so glad for that and I've been I've been able to see like how God's worked and I've gotten closer to him through it and 
There's things that we don't understand at the time, but then as time goes on, we start to kind of see what was kind of going on. And seeing what I wrote in my journal when this was happening through my mental thing, and then seeing where I am now is like night and day. Like only God can do that. And I actually got baptized before Thunderbird, and the entire time... Um, when I was in Thunderbird, like with my show numbers and everything, the number four always would come up and I searched it up and asked my dad and, and my dad reminded me that when Jesus got baptized, he went to the wilderness to be tested for 40 days. So the number 40 and four kind of have a similar meaning, which, um, kind of a meaning of change and testing and stuff like that. So I felt like I was just being tested like Jesus was, you know. And as I've struggled with many things mentally and lies of the enemy, God has strengthened me and sustained me. And as I said in a recent Instagram post, like, my strength is not enough to hold me up. But um, he's been fighting all my battles for me and keeping me safe and leading me to the truth. And the crazy thing is, is that God never left me no matter what. And today I can tell you, No, I'm not perfect. And I will have my good days. I will have my bad days. But a lot of joy has been restored in my writing. And I have that love for it again. And I'm so excited to see what the season has. And I'm excited to be a part of what God's doing. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's where, that's where I get my joy from, is the Lord. That's where I get my strength from, is the Lord. And uh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. That is a true saying. And I'm so happy to be writing and having that feeling I used to, that love and that drive and that passion, and like the way God created it to be in the first place. And, you know, obviously sometimes the enemy likes to still try and, pick at me with those same old lies but again I've kind of I found my way I know who I am in Christ and I know those lies aren't true and even though those things can come up now and then I kind of like I'm like you know what I know that's not the truth and guys like all praise to the Lord our God our Heavenly Father like he is absolutely incredible and Before I end this out, I just want to say, again, like, all praise to God. Like, He is absolutely incredible. And just how He held me up, even when I wasn't fully leaning on Him or looking looking to Him in the situation, like, He was there for me. And just seeing how I've flourished in my relationship with Him through it all and how He's helped me in restoring things is incredible and I'm just I'm so excited to see what he's going to do through my writing this year. I have a few verses for you. Isaiah 43:1-2-3. But now this is what the Lord, your creator says. And he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
and through the fires they will not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. We obviously have my OG verse, uh, Joshua 1.9, which you guys should know about now. <laughs> um, Joshua 23.14 says, Now behold, today I am going the way of all the earth. And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God has promised concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. In Joshua 23, 10-11 says, One of your men puts to flight a thousand. For the Lord your God is he who is fighting for you, just as he promised you. So be very careful and watchful of yourselves to love the Lord your God. And Isaiah... Anyway, in Isaiah somewhere, it says, When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen, which is a true statement. <laughs> but anyway, that is that. Um, that is a crazy episode. The longest episode I think I've ever recorded, guys. It's 9.43 p.m. at night. What am I doing? Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys listened through the whole way through. But I just want to say God is good. And I'm like, it's crazy where I am today compared to a couple months ago and I'm just so thankful that the joy is restored because riding is an incredible sport and I'm thankful that um just what God has done through it all and I'm just thankful for God for just helping me and for the incredible people in my life that have helped me through it as well and I'm just very blessed and thankful and I love you guys so much and I just want to say God loves and cares for you so much and I just pray to you guys that you'll have so much joy this week and peace this week and I just pray the Lord will keep you safe and healthy in this season. And just enjoy each day as it comes. Just rejoice. Um, and just don't take anything for granted because each day is a gift from God. And you guys are incredible. And just know that you are a child of God and you're amazing. So, oh no. Oh my gosh. I literally just had a freaking panic attack. Is this still recording? Oh my gosh. I literally had a mini panic attack, the computer just shut off, and I just was like, an hour of footage just got deleted. Whew. Okay, I'm going to stop this really quick. So, anyways, have the best day ever, have the best week ever, and uh, remember, God's got you, and he's amazing, and all praise to him. So, peace out. Bye!